0: Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured.
1: We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast.
0: We are back for part two of our year-end review. Normally we do a two-part year-end review and we intro the last episode as only doing one part, but it ran a little long, even for like a segmented year.
1: But we thought that the conversation that we had really deserved to go into two episodes. So, in the episode you're going to be listening to... We are still drinking Hotline from Bearded Iris, so make sure that you go back and listen to the last episode to hear our description of it, but continue on, and
0: you will hear the rest
1: of our year-end conversation. Yeah,
0: so we'll be talking about TV, movies, and then like general pop culture that has happened this year. Yes. Um, but definitely, yeah, as Stephanie mentioned, deserved its own episode because we did go a little bit long. Um, but I think that a lot of it's what worth happened hearing. in 2020 deserved its own. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, keep listening and you will hear us. So we can get into the other forms yeah. of things. Yeah. So I
1: figured we would do movies. Yep. Which means there aren't a ton. Yep. Um, but I thought we would quickly highlight some of the. Bigger ones I that... I really kids. haven't watched
0: movies that came out this year, to be honest.
1: I've seen some, but um, I mostly just wanted to highlight, again, the big ones that came out. Um, obviously, one of the big ones that I think a lot of people actually got to see in theaters was Birds of Prey, uh-huh. the Harley Quinn story. Yep.
0: Um, that movie was beautiful. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn.
1: The Emancip... The Fantabulous... Something like it's that. It's a very long I name, but they the shortened name is just Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, that movie was great. I loved it. That it was so good. Um, I prefer this depiction of Harley Quinn significantly more than what I saw in Suicide Squad. So mm-hmm. I thought it was very fun. Also, it's a female director. Yeah. Which is a very different take on the story. Yeah, I
0: did not see that. I don't oh, think I saw any of these movies otherwise, really to be honest. Um, oh, well, one of them. Um,
1: uh, my next one I talked about was Black Box. So... Blumhouse did a Hulu exclusive series. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's a um, horror movie every
0: month. Uh, it was every week for the month of October they released a new so one. prior to that, they had been doing one every month. Oh, okay. So uh, all of last year, and I think they continued it into later this year, uh, at some point it was a movie every month or like a short, like an hour-longish movie every month. Um, so like some of them were based off of like whatever holiday was happening. You got then, it. Cause we... Uh, I want to say this year we watched the one that came out on Mar- on March or for St. Patrick's Day, which was that St. Patrick's Day Blumhouse. Oh, that was a that was a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, so they had like a contract to do one every month. Got it. That like was themed on that month. So um, for October this year, they did this
1: exclusive series. It was called Welcome to Blumhouse. Blumhouse is doing they're so doing much. everything. They're doing too much. But they did this really good one called Black Box. And it's about this black man that loses his memory after a car accident. And his wife also dies in this car accident. And he decides he's going to undergo this, like, experimental treatment. Mm-hmm. While, you know, to, like, help recover. And it's very scary. It was okay. very good. Um the next one I wrote down was called Scare Me. It's a Shutter exclusive. Um, it's the girl from You're the Worst. Okay. And I don't know who the guy is, but it's these two authors that are both run into each other when they're staying across the street in these isolated cabins, and they decide that they're going to tell each other scary stories all night. That's, he was terrible. It was really good. <laughs> no, not a terrible premise. that's seems oh. like a bad idea. Um it was a really good movie. Um I wrote down Bill and Ted Face the Music. So this is I the forgot new, that came out. This is I the new Keanu. Movie. I know.
0: I should have watched it by now, Keanu. It's is about my,
1: Bill and Ted dealing with their children. Right. Keanu's my favorite human. Um, you've actually seen this one. Yes. Color Out of Space. I can't decide if I liked it or not. It was, it was weird. The
0: weirdest one of the weirdest movies I've ever watched. It's basically Nick Cage being Nick Cage while other people are being Nick Cage, essentially.
1: Well, Color Out of Space. The entire premise is about like this family that lives in this isolated area, and they it's like a meteor comes down, yeah. and they're dealing with the repercussions
0: yeah. of like an alien force, but yeah. like, it's like a microscopic alien. It's it's very. It's you know, like, like w- witchcraft, and there is aliens, witchcraft in it. Yeah. yeah. It's very odd. I and like when I say the family being Nick Cage, it's like the family, like everyone acting in that had a very Nick Cage vibe to it. Oh, totally. Um, I still, like I said, I can't decide if I liked. it We watched it here. Yes, we did. Um, and everybody was like, "What the fuck? What did did we just watch?"
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote on Borat Borat two because that's been a it was a huge thing when it came out. Um specifically because it had a lot of ties to people in the current political administration. Yeah. But, uh... Honestly, it was pretty funny. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's was on Amazon. You should watch it. I know. It's good. It's on Netflix. It's on Prime. I thought it was on Netflix. It's a Prime exclusive. Oh, okay. Um, the next one I wrote down is probably one of my favorite movies I've seen this year, actually. It's called Palm Springs. It stars Andy Samberg, and it's on Hulu. Um... It's
0: one of those, like, Groundhog Day yeah. premises. It's on my list to watch. I haven't seen it yet. It's, so if you are going to speak highly of it, I'll definitely watch it's it. It's so good.
1: Okay? I absolutely loved it. It's a... What I was going to say is that it's similar to A Groundhog's Day, but it's much better. Okay. I mean, Where I love it Andy starts
0: Sandberg in, and also woodbuck so... Yeah. Andy Sandberg was fantastic in that movie.
1: Um... The last one I want to talk about is kind of a movie. It was technically directed by Spike Lee. Um, David Byrne's American Utopia. Of course. It's an HBO exclusive, but uh, it's the filming of David Byrne performing American Utopia on Broadway.
0: Um, I do have two I want to talk about not on your list. Yeah. Um, Let's hear it. This was just me writing things down during work. Well, just while you're talking about this, I thought about this movie that I did not care for, Um, but it's The Devil All the Time. It was a Netflix... Ooh, I forgot that I watched that. It's a Netflix exclusive. Um, so it has Sebastian Stan, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson Tom Holland. Holland. Big, like, star-studded cast. Not a good movie. Not a good movie. What
1: is the line that Robert Pattinson says that I, I sent uh, it you to send you, send you it on to TikTok? I have
0: one percent, so you got to look it up. It's fine. I'm gonna um, while Stephanie's looking up a, a line in the movie... I would just say that, like, I think the only reason it wasn't that good is because they tried the style where, like, there are a bunch of different stories happening The stories at once, didn't overlap. Uh, and they sort of overlap, but, like, the strings that they were drawing between them to overlap them were, like, too far apart that, like, it didn't really work for the storytelling. So, like, they were trying to do something really cool with the storytelling, but they just, like, didn't really achieve that. And part of it also is, like, I mean, obviously, like, everybody in this, involved in this podcast loves RPAT. But when you have stars like Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan, and I think there were like, other famous people in this, they just like fall, and like Arpat is a secondary character. Yeah. When you have Robert Pattinson as a secondary character, he's gonna steal the show. He- Like, he's gonna- He's steal- an- He's such, like, a popular actor. And, like, he's good at he what he does. And he played
1: such a- Different character and Mm -hmm. used
0: such a distinctive accent. And such like he has such an interesting acting style that he brought into this. And because that character is so eccentric, so hateable. Oh, absolutely. Like he just stole the show and all you could think about at the end of it was like I fucking hate his character. Well, the one
1: thing that kills me is that movie to me was and I originally was like seeing stuff about it. They called it a gothic horror. No.
0: That's not what that no, is, but also. And I wouldn't call this a horror either. I think they just did a very, one, bad job of marketing it. Two, they they should have either not, like, given our Pat a bigger role, or, like, I don't know. But, like, it. I just think that he stole the show, and as a secondary character, he shouldn't be stealing the show, and that was the only, like, storyline, plot line I cared about. Isn't this place cool?
1: What's a line from a
0: movie that you think of over and over and over again? News! <laughs> oh, <versions. laughs> Yeah, I mean, he just fucking like steals it, and I feel like that was a fail on their part. Like, obviously, I love Robert Pattinson. He and I want him to performs do fantastic. so strong in that movie, and like, it's funny because there are sh- movies he goes into and doesn't give a shit about, and he still performs so strongly. And I think it's like his choices as an actor. Um, but he just killed it in this movie, and it made I everyone else I completely forgot that shitting. came out this year, because I watched that too. You watched that in Boulder. And we were like, this is terrible. <laughs> What's your second one? Um, so my second one, and I didn't watch this. I just want to kind of mention it, because I think it's a really interesting thing that happened this year. So Mulan, uh, oh, the live yeah. action, came out. And because of COVID, they didn't release it in theaters. So, And I think that Disney might have been the first ones to do this. But they released it on Disney Plus, but only if you paid like a premium like extra, subscription. Yeah. Like you had to pay twenty dollars to view it, yeah. on top of your, your Disney RE Plus subscription. subscription. And this was like a call, like they were on demand option. And I think that this kind of really one was like an experiment to see if people would pay for it. Um, and I know when I first saw that, I was like, "What the fuck? You're charging twenty dollars to see this?" And I was kind of angry about it. And then I spoke to a friend about it. I spoke to a former podcast, uh, former guest Joe um, about it, and he was like, "Think about it. Like, you go to the theater, you're paying fifteen bucks to get in by yeah. yourself, and you're spending like 10 dollars on popcorn and soda. But you can make that at home. So are you really like losing money? Like, you can sit down with your family and pay twenty bucks to see Mulan, and you're still saving money. Um, and, I mean, like, I, I remember, have bigger complaints about the Mulan. I never thing. saw it. I, I never they did." Broke you. They didn't. No, I highly doubt it. I don't either. Um, my my whole thing though was like, I was just like flabbergasted by the like the audacity of them charging twenty dollars so, on top of a subscription service. But then I realized like it does make sense. But apparently like the business model didn't work out because not enough people bought it. Well, so interestingly enough, Prime is doing the same thing. We're,
1: but but it's only ten dollars mm-hmm. to watch it rather than the twenty that Disney
0: Plus. Yeah, and I think that maybe have like and because you look at the we finance. haven't
1: watched it, but it's still available to like rent. Because um, they ended up releasing it through Prime. Is Janelle Monae's Antebellum Got it. is still available when you look to at watch. the
0: financial aspect of it, like laid out in that way, you are saving money. But I think twenty dollars is such a high price point. I do too. Um, I don't think home to like rent a movie. Yeah, and I I mean we didn't do it. Right, I didn't either, and I have not seen it. And I think that that's kind of what hindered them in that case. I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up. Is that that was like the first time that they somebody had really done that with like a blockbuster. Also,
1: going into next year, um, DC is putting all of its films, and I think it's all of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Is putting all of their films directly onto HBO Max with no extra charge. Interesting. So Wonder Woman 1984 will be the first film, and it actually is going to be released this December I'm directly to HBO Max about for no how increase. How they're making
0: the money on it? Unless, like, I mean, I would assume HBO paid them for it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's interesting like, what the business models are yeah. now. Um, and I would also argue that I refuse to watch Mulan because they wrote out the role of Mushu. There's no like, songs. There's no songs, and there's no Mushu. So, like, why am I going to watch it? Exactly. Eddie Murphy as Mushu, best part. Absolutely. So and why would you write that? Dasana on you. Dasana on cow. Dasana on you. Dasana on your family. Dasana on a cow. But also, you have to remember.
1: I'll make a man out of you. Did not make the live action. None
0: of the what ones. the fuck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I have for movies. Yeah. Um, um, let's no talk TV. That. That's a lot. <laughs> that's TV. a lot of movies. Um. I feel like I watch a lot of TVs, but I think I just watch a lot of reruns. Cause yeah. Like, so, so I feel like I watch a lot of new things. So I will start this
1: by saying. The show released at the end of twenty nineteen, but no one really got into it. No, I mean I think year. this counts as
0: twenty twenty because it was a huge phenomenon, yeah. phenomenon for twenty twenty. The Witcher. The Witcher. Yeah, everyone like, was obsessed with it. I didn't watch it. Oh, so good. Henry Cavill. I mean Henry is Cavill was so a human being hot. Hot I've watched Him with the white hair. I feel like i think I've watched my brother in law play The Witcher before. I just did not I've no, I didn't know it was a video game. I've never oh, been, yeah, like, no a big gamer,
1: game. but my, one of my good friends from college, her, her and I were watching it at the same time, and um, she was like, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill does such a good job depicting the, you know, Geralt from the video game. And I was like, I'm sorry. Gerald!
0: Oh, Gerald. I said Gerald. I know, but, like, I like to think of it as Gerald. Oh, jeez, oh, Gerald. Jeez, Gerald. Oh, geez, Gerald! Oh, Gerald! <laughs> but, um.
1: So I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was a video game. Yeah. Because I don't play that many games. But we watched that early this year, and. Yeah. Um, I thought it was super good. It's a very good. You gotta watch it. There's some good comedy I want in there. At some
0: point. I, I think I watched, like, some like some behind the scenes stuff on it it's not that i'm opposed to watching it i just, just like, kind of gotten around to it no i like in their hour-long episodes or 40 minute long episodes and like i struggle to like sit down to watch 40 minute episodes that's so fair. that's the big thing is like i don't want to dedicate my life to that
1: so um another big thing that came out at the very beginning of this year and you watched it, The Circle on Netflix. I didn't watch The Circle that released
0: Jan one. So I did watch the entirety of The Circle. It was Netflix's foray into reality TV. Uh, the Circle was about like a group of people being like confined to an apartment and talking to each other through social media, and like you'd vote on who you like best based on like what they're portraying, and you could catfish someone to portray someone else. Um, I enjoyed it because I feel like everyone on that show was very genuine and, like, very, like, nice. Also, I watched it for Shuby because he was the cutest person. Shuboss, um, was, like, one of the characters, or one of the, um, contestants, and he was just, like, such a genuine person, and that's part of the reason I watched it. Um, I know our friend Joe watched it, um. Our friend Rachel watched it. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I will not deny it was a trash TV
1: show, but I watched it. Another big one early in the year was Love Is Blind.
0: I watched like three episodes and was like, "This is fucking terrible," and I hate it. I mostly saw the memes from it. Where yeah, I like I don't know. I watched like three episodes and thought it was terrible. I I I think two of the couples are still to the two couples that got married are still together, but like I think so. You're they're all over social media and like talking about it, and like I just like don't really believe that they're actually happy. Uh, I, I get the premise, and I think it's an interesting premise. I just think that they focus too much on things. Yeah. On, like, the drama. And I've seen a lot of, like, them talking about how, like, a lot of the things that they portrayed didn't happen the way it did. Um, yeah. And I, was, I, like, I don't know. I don't think it was a good show.
1: I didn't watch it, but I knew it was a big thing that happened at the beginning of this year. Um, couple of the things that we saw at the end of this year. Um, this year was the series finale of BoJack Horseman. On Netflix and it was the series finale of the good place um so
0: I have been watching the good place since season one or two I think um I thought it was a great series finale um I cried during it um I mean I love Kristen Bell um, and I'm very attracted to every single actor on that show, including Ted Danson. <laughs> especially,
1: Everyone's attracted especially to Ted Danson. Especially Dance-in. Ted
0: Danson. Everybody on that show was extremely attractive. Like, Jamila... Al, Jam- Jamila Jamil? Jamila Jamil is... Ex- I say Al-Jamil because her, it's Tahani Al-Jamil. Yeah. Jamila Jamil is insanely attractive. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful Indian woman. Uh, Kristen Bell, beautiful the guy that plays Jason, beautiful. The guy that plays cheaty beautiful. Just a beautiful cast. Oh, yeah. Part of it is watching it because they're beautiful, but also, like, I don't know, very, like, interesting premise. Um, I I think it's interesting the way that they did the show because they were... It was a very popular show, and I will argue this till the day I die. They did not extend it past the time it took to make the show, like, to to, to do the... The plot of the show. Okay. Like a lot of shows continue. They'll continue on. Continue on and just like cough, cough. Extend. Supernatural. They just extend as long as they're extended, and the good place was like we only have like five, six seasons or whatever number of seasons worth the material, and we know how we're gonna end it. So like they just did that and ended it. Like they could have kept going and they could have extended it, but they were like, no, we have a story that we want to talk about and we want to write and we're gonna finish at the end of it. And I think that's extremely respectable, and I love that they like did not just fucking like tank it by continuing and continuing. And so, like, that's why I will like fucking die behind the good place yeah. because it was well written, and it's extremely clever, and they ended it when it should have ended. So, on
1: the opposite spectrum, we also have the series finale of Supernatural. Um, did that end? Series finale. It's done. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's done. They
0: acknowledged. Dusty L will whale <laughs> not quite did they like retract it
1: not, not that they retracted it, it. it's this the way they did it still left it open-ended and that really upset a lot of people but um so I'm not gonna lie I haven't watched Supernatural in four seasons, Um, which is way more seasons than I should have watched Supernatural in the first place. But I am up to date on Tumblr, so I, of course, know what's going on.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, And also, like, TikTok went crazy.
1: Yes. So the way that Supernatural tried to end when they killed off Castiel, they tried to make the Destiel, you know, like a real thing. Why are you not using your own computer? Because um, you already have it open. Um, so they tried to make Destiel a real thing. And then they kind of tried to redact it a little bit, but not entirely. And they left it too open-ended. Honestly, Supernatural ended so poorly. Like, if you thought Game of Thrones ended poorly... I am so much more upset with how they ended Supernatural than how they ended Game of Thrones. And they let Bran become king (laughs) in Game of Thrones. So. That's saying um, a lot,
0: honestly.
1: You thought they tanked Game of Thrones. They tanked Supernatural. Okay. And that makes me very sad because I loved that show for a lot of my childhood yeah. And when I say childhood, I mean literal far more childhood than
0: anybody I know.
1: When I say childhood, I mean literal childhood yeah. is when I watched Supernatural. Yeah. Um a couple of the other big things that happened this year um so obviously, I mean, you haven't watched it for some crazy reason, but Everybody and their mother, at the beginning of quarantine, watched Tiger King. So let me say,
0: I watched an episode. Um, it's not that I didn't care to watch it, it's that I never, like, I don't know, I wasn't super obsessed with it. I wasn't obsessed with it, we just watched it, but I know all about it. Yeah.
1: And I also know about how Carol Baskin killed her husband. Killed her husband. Whacked whacked him. him.
0: Can't convince me that it didn't happen. That's all I know about it, um... I, yeah, I know. Wasn't he like pardoned?
1: Uh, no, he's still in prison.
0: Oh, that was pardoned. Um, but. Yeah, the internet went crazy for Tiger King, um, like in March, I think. That was like the beginning of quarantine. I keep seeing memes that are like, I just want to go back to when we're all baking bread and watching Tiger King. (laughs) Yeah, that was the beginning of quarantine. Yeah.
1: Um, other big things. Um, we had the High Fidelity
0: Hulu show, which was cancelled after one season. I don't know how you have more than one season of High Fidelity because it's a movie that you're basing it off of. I love Zoe Kravitz. I haven't watched it. I lo- High Fidelity is one of my favorite movies. I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I don't know what they thought was going to come of it because it's a single standalone movie. Right. So I don't yeah. know like, what they thought that they were going to extend. Um, um, but I love Zoe Kravitz so I need to watch it at some point.
1: Um, I also will say, um, there was a show that came out in the early part of the summer on HBO that I really loved. It's called I May Destroy You. Um, it's actually about a woman that experiences sexual assault and it's her, you know, dealing with that. Okay. And it's actually a really good well-understood show Mm -hmm. i think they did a great job at you know explaining some of the emotional trauma and some of the things that someone could go through with that overall it's a great drama it was so well done um i also put down um and well one of these was actually a movie but hbo had a lot of documentary docu-series this year
0: that were really popular So like McMillians was the first one. So I watched an episode of McMillian's, like early in the year, and it was like the only reason I stopped watching it was just because the next episode hadn't come out. It was fascinating. I looked it up on the internet to like understand what happened. So I I do want to pick that up again. It's Um, so interesting to understand what went on. No, the first episode like we watched the first episode and was like. No, we need more. We need more. What do you mean the next episode doesn't yeah, come out for a week? I know. And then, like, I think we, like, with all of the craziness that's happened this year, I think I literally have forgotten about it until it's this It's such moment. a good series. So yeah, I highly recommend. It. I literally forgot about um, it. And it's, like, well done. It's a well and done, like, well presented docuseries.
1: HBO also did The Vow. Which has been extremely popular, which is obviously the Nexium sex cult. Yep.
0: I've heard a lot of things um, about that. Um,
1: and then, well, I wrote this down because I thought it was a docu-series, but it's actually only a, a documentary film. Um, so I still classified this with this group. Um, it's called Disaster Park. Okay. Uh, no, not Disaster Park. Class Action Park. Um... It's about this water park in New Jersey that was called Action Park that so many people were injured and like they had multiple deaths on site at this mm-hmm. amusement water park. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's so cool to like listen to people on speak HBO? about it. Yeah. Okay. And they actually had celebrities and comedians that were from Jersey that went to it as kids speaking about it. So it was really interesting. Okay um obviously i feel s- they also showed oh my god i started crying watching it they showed the family of someone that died at action park and how they talked about how action park denied all the liability of it and oh said my god they signed a waiver no it wasn't even that like they just flat out fucking lied about everything and i just felt so bad That's for awful. this poor family but it's really interesting. Highly recommend watching. Um, what We Do in the Shadows on FX and then Hulu mm-hmm. had a new season this year. That show is amazing. It's so fucking funny. Yep. Based um, off of the movie by... Taiko like, Batiti? Yep. Of the same I, name. Yep. Uh, we have, we're currently in the midst of season two of the Mandalorian, which mm-hmm. is still Disney pluses, probably
0: most popular thing ever. Would agree with that. Um, very controversial things happening with Baby Yoda. They gave him a name and I am not here for it. No, he's Baby Yoda.
1: No, he will always be able to get Baby Yoda. Um, I also wrote down, so they released season two earlier this year, but they didn't actually finish it. Because they never finished filming due to the quarantine shutdowns. Mm -hmm. But Doom Patrol on HBO, which is the DC comic show. It's amazing. Um, At the very beginning of quarantine. And if you watch the show, you see when it transitions from being in person to being in isolation. Um, Drag Race Season 12.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, We saw that. So we saw Jada Essence Hall. Take victory for season 12 mm-hmm. We watched All Stars Season Five and we watched Shea, Shea Hulet, L- Our girl. Our girl from here in Chicago. Take the victory. As well deserved.
0: Yes. Ooh, I completely forgot about this. Yep. So we also saw a show on HBO called Lovecraft Country. That's
1: probably one of my favorite shows previously I've watched mentioned, all year. My
0: binge watch corn or my binge watch update. Um fantastic show based off of a book. Yes. Um, called Lovecraft Country, but kind of set in um, or brings in Lovecraftian uh, lore. Um, to set in Jim Crow, so, yeah, Jim era. Crow America in Chicago. Um, yeah. Extremely heavy, but fantastic. Oh my god, it's such a good show. It's wild because like the horror part isn't the scary part of that no, show. No, it's the people that make it scary. Right. Fantastic show. Definitely check it out. Um, and the other one on the list that I personally have is Never Have I Ever, um, and this is, uh, a Mindy Kaling show for Netflix. Uh, so she directed and produced it, I believe, directed and produced it, definitely produced it, um, but it follows a, like, fully Indian family, mm-hmm. uh, so she, like, did an open call for, uh, open casting call for, like, an Indian girl as the main, yeah. um, and then, like, like, South Asian Indian women. And so, like, it's all Indian women as the main. And then it follows this girl in high school, like, kind of going through, like, losing her father, um, having, like, gone through some, like, really traumatic things in her life. And, like, it's a very coming-of-age show. Um, very, like, heartfelt and very key, like, sweet. and uh, It's just, I mean, I I've loved it. have heard such good things about that. I loved it. I... <clears throat> and there's something... There's, like, a... <clears throat> <clears throat> There's a, a really funny joke in it um, where they uh, like have a, a white kid over for dinner, and uh, one of the girls goes like, "You have to like calm down the spice because he's white and he can't handle it." <laughs> and then like the the narrator who was John McEnroe, um, the tennis player, oh yeah, like, yeah. cuts in. He goes, "It was still too spicy," <laughs> and I feel like I I so my friend our friend Joe like, told me to watch a show and was, like, you will get, you will laugh at, you will love it because it's funny and, like, you'll probably get a lot of, like, the cultural jokes but also, like, just watch it for, like, humor like this and told me that joke and I watched it for that um, and I just fell in love with it. Fantastic. It was renewed for a second season. Um, it's a great show and, I mean, I love Mindy Cowling. I think that she's one of the people that really resonates with me, like, culturally yeah. and, like, growing up the same way I did. Um, so, I mean, I just want to support her regardless but I think, it, like, her shows speak for themselves. And this was a great one. I also noticed you added this, because
1: I also completely forgot this ended this year. Yeah, I, so I... I, I, this, haven't, I haven't really either. watched it. I've never I've watched I've seen this some show, of it, but I, I know it has been a huge yeah. pop culture phenomenon for the last several yes, years, so, so I, I definitely it agree it. it's on here.
0: I've never watched the show, but the internet has been going crazy for Schitt's Creek. And I yes. think that's because... It was added to Netflix for the first time. Yes. So a lot of people for the first time ever watched it and it also ended this year. Yes. Um, also, Dan Levy. I love Dan Levy. He's amazing. Um, he's also like a host on Canadian. Uh, the, he was the on Canadian, Degrassi. He was a host on the great in the Canadian British Bake Off. Oh, or sh- Cane- the great Canadian Bake Off or whatever I'm it's called. I'm sorry. There's a great Canadian Bake Off? Yes. And it's everything you expect to be. Lots of sorry. Lots of politeness. Yes. I love the great I've, British Bake Off. I saw like, an so... article that talked about how like, the Canadian Bake Off is better than the British Bake Off <gasps> because one, Dan up lady, two, because they're so polite and so nice to each other. It's exactly what you expect from Canadians. Oh my god. Um, but yes, uh, Schitt's Creek, uh, I've never watched it. I feel like, and I think I've talked about this previously to people, because I've seen more about Schitt's Creek this year than I've ever seen about it before. I think I've seen it in, like mentioned before, yeah, I but like, feel it's like gone crazy this year.
1: I... I just like didn't know that it was a show for so long. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everyone's, everyone's talking about it.
0: about it. So that's why it's on the list. Um neither of us have really watched it. But I've seen the first season and
1: it's it. it's an entertaining show. I'm just not good at following
0: through it finishing shows. No, I think that we are both at that same yeah. place. I've never watched it just because I had never really heard of it until this year. Yeah. Um, so That's a thing for this year. Creek, And I think it's literally because Netflix got it. I did hear
1: that people were very happy with the finale, though. That's
0: good. Which is always nice to see. That's good. All right. Anything else for TV?
1: No, I think that's it for TV. I did have a few things for general pop culture that I think we need to talk about. Yeah. And then I think to wrap, we need to briefly talk about the craze of TikTok. Uh, I don't know about briefly, but yes. (laughs)
0: We're going we to talk about the
1: crazy stuff. Yes. So I'm going to run through some big things that happened. Oh, you're going to talk about the the
0: bingo board for 2020? No. We can talk. You can add that in though. No, no. I'm just saying because, like, The 2020 has been a crazy year on its own. Lots of shit has happened. Also,
1: I'm really fed up with everyone at this point in time saying, Oh, did you have this for your 2020 bingo card? I think it was funny six months ago. It was, but
0: like, it's just because so much crazy shit has, like, outside of COVID, like in the beginning of the year, the first three months, a lot of crazy shit happened. Yeah. In just those three months, and then COVID happened, and it's like, it's been a crazy year regardless, and that's why it was the longest year ever. All right, so.
1: Remember, take yourself back to the very beginning of January and the Australian bushfires. Dude,
0: Australia was on fire for a while. Literally on fire. On, like man fire. So the Which end is of, interesting because California and like Colorado were on fire for like right. two we'll months Right, we'll come back too. to that.
1: But at the very beginning of 2020, a lot of musicians were hosting live fundraiser events. Or releasing albums with the sole intention of being a fundraiser for the Australian bushfires. And also, during that same time, here in the U.S., the uh, House voted to impeach Donald Trump. (laughs) And then the Senate was like, LOL, nope. So, uh, that was January with that... Also in January, and the good news. Aquafina became the first performer of Asian descent to win a Golden Globe award for the leading actress in a film. She actually was the sixth woman of Asian descent to be nominated for the lead actress in musical or comedy. What ever. was she
0: nominated for? She was in a movie
1: called I had it. Written I mean, out. I love Aquafina, that's the reason I ask. I
0: didn't know this fact. Hold on. Oh, I think I actually know what it is. It's like on
1: Netflix or something. Um, I'm surprised I didn't have it written down in here. Um, the Farewell. Yeah. So, Aquafina won this, obviously a very prestigious award, and she was the first one to do it. For the farewell, which is on Netflix, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, also love Aqua She's she's great, I'm very supportive of her. Anything her she nose does, ring, man, just fucking gets me. Um, <laughs> she's so a, hot, too.
1: Another low point of January that I think was a really big shock to yes. everyone. Um, on January 26th, of 2020, Kobe Bryant died in a do you remember helicopter remember, accident. Do you remember when we found out? Weren't we
0: at or? a bar? Yeah, so when we found out about this, we were sitting at Iris Brewery. Iris Brewery. Iris, Iris Brewery. Oh my god, it was the gift exchange! We, out, so we were exchanging Christmas gifts with our immediate friend group, I think who most of the group has been on the podcast, so former guest Trevor, former Brian, Rachel, Rachel. our friend Carolina, um, who we sure have mentioned, if yeah. not, I'm sorry, Carolina. Yeah. We were exchanging our presents or Christmas gifts to each other and, like, late birthday gifts or, like, early birthday yeah. gifts. Um, For y'all birthday January people. And Brian's birthdays. Um, and I think as we were sitting there, somebody just looks at their phone and goes, oh, my God, Kobe Bryant died. Pr- I think it was me because I got, like, a notification about it from Reddit. Yeah, and we were all like, why is this, like, a hoax? And then all of a sudden we looked up
1: and there's one TV at the yeah. brewery and all of a sudden the TV flips to, like, Kobe Yeah, and Bryant. it was,
0: like... It was just kind of wild cuz I feel like Kobe Bryant has been like a institution Such a prominent figure. Yeah.
1: So that was really a hard loss for the beginning of the year. Um the next next thing is a very happy thing. Um, on February 9th, Parasite won the Oscar for the best picture. And this award was the first non English speaking film to win the award for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It's the first film from a South Korean director to win Best Picture. And it's the first film to ever win Best Picture with a primarily Asian cast.
0: And Parasite as a horror thriller, fantastic movie. It's such like- a good movie. It kind of broke boundaries because it is like a like so it's such a we, crossover movie. It We watch a lot of like success. foreign films within our friend group, um, but I feel like foreign films with subtitles is a very big hurdle to jump that people don't typically like watch because like I don't know I, I watch subtitles in everything. I I put subtitles in everything because I cannot hear anyway, so I'm better off reading it. I get depending on
1: the film, I can be very distracted by the right. subtitles themselves, because I have
0: the opposite kind of ADHD where So, I'm... i I've actually talked to Matt's dad about this, and like he and I are the same way. We're like, for some reason, our brain needs to know every single thing. That every person says. So if I'm watching something and they say something and I don't understand it, I have to rewind it and like hear what they said, even if it's like completely unimportant. Sure, I need to know what they said. So I just put subtitles on because I just I I I actually like like CC
1: on things, but I also have with you know foreign films because obviously I don't want to watch an English dub because fuck that. I have to be very careful because I will focus
0: too much on the words. But I think that Parasite, like, as a movie, even if you don't have the subtitles on, you can really understand what's happening regardless. And I think that's, like, a testament to how well this movie is, like, has been... Produced, yeah. That like you can tell what's happening regardless of subtitles or not, and it's a fantastic movie. Oh it's, my god, Parasite is such a good movie. It's, it's on Hulu my, right now. If you it's one seen of it. my favorite movies. It's honestly one of the best movies, best horror movies out there. And the fact that like horror movies don't typically ever, I can't imagine. They've,
1: I've never, I've never,
0: I cannot remember a horror movie that's award ever this won. Level. And like, Best Picture is the award yeah. to win. Like, the Oscars... Any award at the Oscars is the award to win during award season. Totally. Best Picture is the award of the awards to win. So... So that's, like, the number one award to win. And a horror movie, a foreign horror movie, and, like, a Korean horror movie is just... So, thinking of that specifically,
1: do you remember when there was an interviewer asking the director why he made a film in Korean? And everyone went, I'm sorry, you asked a korean man why yeah. he made a korean film starring a korean cast set in korea set in korea yeah
0: like what well i mean that just kind of like argue like comes back to like so a lot of horror movies that we have in the us are remakes of korean movies so, or like, japanese or japanese yeah. or like ring the ring the grudge garage. grudge yeah. those are all like, Foreign films that were remade Asian, for, like, a yeah. U.S. Um, audience, yeah. audience, yeah. So, like, the fact that this movie was made and, like, recognized by the U.S. audience... For being a foreign film. For being a foreign film. foreign film and, like, still won. Like, foreign films don't typically do well at the no. Oscars. So, like, this was a huge, huge win for foreign films. Absolutely. I completely and agree. And for, like, the Oscars, including films that are not just U.S. films. Agreed. Like, as a global award... Yeah. For recognizing, like, globally yeah. other films. The next big pop culture Ooh, thing I that I wrote down about this. was the great
1: Nintendo Switch shortage at the beginning of quarantine. So this, this is, is April, mid-March. Mid-March,
0: April. So talk about you getting a Switch, and then I'll talk about me getting a Switch.
1: So um, my anniversary with Steve is March 16th, and I said, hey we're going to be going into shutdown, what if yeah. you and I well, go like in you, on the cost of a switch and split it for our anniversary? And this was about...
0: This was before we knew a long-term shutdown. This was, like...
1: This right, was this was
0: before, like, this was the kind of an anticipation into, like, we might be, like...
1: Right. Like, so but, this was...
0: And just to give background, like, both of our companies were, like, if you leave the country or if you, like, go somewhere else for, like, vacation, you have to work from home for two weeks. And this was, like, a policy that we had. Yeah. I think, like three weeks prior to quarantine. Yeah. So, I feel like you had talked to him about this prior to, like, a widespread quarantine.
1: Well, so the other thing... Well, the other thing I will mention is... So, we... Steve and I used to play uh, Mario Kart a lot on the Wii. But we yeah. gave the Wii to my parents. Yeah. To, for the, you know, my nephews, so that mm-hmm. they could have it. And so we're like, man, we you don't really playing. do much. Like, what if we got the Switch... And then we could play some games together. And so we literally got it. I think we were some of the last people to be able to get it going into quarantine. Because I think like we placed didn't our have order. You issue getting it. Um, it was hard to get
0: it, but, but it we got like, it. it wasn't hard to find within like Chicago at that point. Uh, we got it delivered here. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't hard to find online at that point. Yeah, so we actually were
1: able to get ours delivered. I think it was March
0: 16th something we went like in, that we went into lockdown well voluntary lockdown i think at that point on um, um, the, the, the 13th and then i want to say like the 17th like the 17th or 18th was when the city went into lockdown yeah yeah. like yeah. after st patrick's day like the sunday after saturday or uh, i w- would have been the night of the 17th yeah, so like yeah. just before lockdown. So, so we like, had
1: placed, Steve and I had placed the order on that Thursday yep. that we went to of Montreal.
0: Yep. So we got our switch the following Monday or Tuesday. Right, so like that was around the time that our companies were in voluntary lockdown. Yeah. But like the the, the state hadn't been in lockdown yet. Right. Um, and like super, I feel like... It, comparatively kind of easy to find you just had to find online much more
1: than the experience you had and i think what happened is that a lot of people knew that the new animal crossing was coming out at the end
0: of that week right so alternatively during quarantine and like after animal crossing had come out i like wanted to play animal crossing because you and like my our friend joe would have a switch for a long time And, like, I, my ex had a Switch, so I had played it, and he took it with him after we broke up, like, rightfully so, because it was his. Yeah. Um, I wanted to play Animal Crossing because you guys were talking about it so much, and I had played it on the DS, and we've talked about this in an episode. Also, we all love Animal Crossing. Yes. So, I spent, like, three days, like, constantly, like, searching different places, like, looking on Craigslist, trying to find a Switch. There was a short timeline where I found one at a GameStop in Indiana, and this is when Matt and I were, like, in Michigan, like, living in Michigan at mm-hmm. our... At, at the, the still home. At the, at the lake yeah. house. Um, That, like, we... It was, like, an hour-ish drive. Yeah. So I was like, are you okay going for, like, an hour drive to Indiana? And Matt was like, yes, I want to get out of the house, and, like, it's yeah. safe to go for a drive somewhere if they're going to do, like... And it was like a pickup, so like yeah. I had to buy it online, yeah. and like I, it was like a touchless pickup, so like I picked it up from a GameStop, and they like put it in my trunk. Yeah, yeah. And no contact, contactless pickup. Yeah. Um. So he was like, yeah, especially if it's contactless, like I'm totally cool. Like I want to go for a drive. Like it'd be yeah. nice to get out of the house. Out for of the like house. An yeah. hour. And the car is safe. So we drove for like an hour and fifteen minutes, I think, and then like an hour and fifteen back, or like I don't remember the exact amount of time. But like I happened to find like a refurbished one for like not that much cheaper than like a new gen one. Yeah. Um and I was like fuck it, like I want I want this. So I got it, played Animal Crossing for not that long <laughs> and then stopped playing it. Um, but it was still, I mean, it's... You guys I, have gotten good use out of the Switch, though. Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, Matt's fucking obsessed with Pokemon. Yeah. Um, he was very into Zelda. For he was a very bit. into Zelda, very into Pokemon. I played a lot of Luigi's Mansion during my fun employment. Yeah. Um, between jobs, as I switched jobs. Um, so, like, I mean, I I would agree the Switch has been great. I oh, loved I loved it. buying and the like, Switch. I'm I, so glad I have it. I, I have always loved Switch. Like, I love Nintendo. I've always loved Nintendo. I do love Nintendo. I think mean, the Switch is a fantastic idea between, like, a hybrid console, so, like, it's nice to be able to play on your TV, and it's nice to be able to take with you, and I'm terrible at video games, so, like, I don't like full console video games. I like that, like, I've always only ever played handheld, so, like, yeah. having a Switch is kind of, like, the next best thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I mean, I love it, and it was a great buy, and I'm glad that we were able to find one, but it was miserable. And I remember our friend, um, after I bought one, was also going to start looking for one because she wanted to play Animal Crossing. Uh, and she also had, like, a difficult time finding one in the city and, like, randomly found one and was like, I gotta go. I gotta buy it. And then, like, I think she, like, borrowed her friend's car to go pick it up, like, <laughs> randomly somewhere in the city. So, I also
1: remember, obviously, former guest Trevor... Didn't even get a switch until August right. because that that was when they were finally starting to have them available in the so, U.S. again.
0: The weird thing, and I think it was this was about August, was my so because I bought a refurbished ones. This is like a thing with Nintendo Switches is that there was a drift
1: on oh, the Joy Cons. Oh, is that when you started
0: having the drift? Problems? So no, I started having the drift problems immediately. Um, but there is a drift issue and it really started to annoy me. And I think I dropped my switch on the ground and like one of the consoles was just like fucked. One of the joy cons was fucked. Uh, so I like was looking at targets in the suburbs cause we were at Matt's parents.
1: Oh, I remember when and you are trying to
0: buy new ones. I went to a, like a suburb target and they're like, we don't have any. And I was like, no, you're like stock says it. And they're like, oh, it's probably on the truck. And they had to take it off the truck to give to me. And they're, like, we, like, don't have this ever. So, like, you were very lucky that we, like, got a delivery today yeah. because Joy-Cons are sold out as much as, like, the actual, the actual Switch is sold out. Uh, which is crazy because, like, accessories are never, like, sold out no, as never. much as, like, the console is. And so, yeah, like, Trevor finally got one in August and he also had to drive pretty far to go get one. Uh well he happened he to be
1: in Michigan with his family and he had to drive I think 20 or 30 minutes from his mom's
0: place. Yeah. And he's also kind of like in the central-ish yeah. Michigan area so yeah. like not really a ton of people there but I had to drive to Indiana to get one.
1: Yeah, but it was were also lucky. like
0: barely in Michigan where we were. Staying. We
1: were lucky to be able to get one shipped to our place and yeah. got, we got a new one shipped directly to us. So, yeah, the
0: battery on yours is way better than mine, I'm Oh, sure. yeah. My battery's better. But yeah,
1: so that's the great Nintendo Switch shortage. Um, I wrote down in May, we had the Murder Hornets in I Washington. I don't anybody could have expected that to happen. No, it's the Asian Murder Hornet. Uh, those things were
0: big, yeah. like two inches long. And you have to, like, report it if you find one. Yeah. Like, you have to report it to, like, the they're federal government. They're considered an invasive species. Right, and they're, like, killing bees. So you have to, like, report it to the federal government yeah. if you find one.
1: Yeah. Um, in June, I mean, I won't focus on this, but I think, obviously, we've all seen the after effects of this. Um, the huge uprise in the Black Lives Matter protests, which I think have taken a huge toll throughout the rest of the year from yeah. June. And I sincerely hope... That after we saw the deaths of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and even Jacob Black later this year, Mm -hmm. that society is starting to take a, you know, grasp on all of this. Yeah. And I would argue we've seen a lot of really good, you know, turn mm -hmm. to the good
0: side. We've seen a lot of companies, like corporate companies, (laughs) start to understand, take action on minorities yes. and like equality yes. and like not just like like black lives but like other minorities and females and so I mean, like we're seeing I'll, a lot more diversity I'll um, even speak within like social media.
1: I'll even speak for my own company. I mean, I'm not going to say who it is, but
0: <clears throat>
1: I sit on my team's diversity council because I Not only as a woman, but I've been criticized in the work environment for my appearance at this company. And so that is why I've been asked to sit on the diversity board. Because it's no longer just diversity of women or diversity of the types of people. They want Mm -hmm. to get a diversity of
0: everything.
1: everything.
0: Yeah. And, like, just after this happened, I was pulled into my former company into, like one on one with the director, um because obviously I am not white, um, and they wanted to understand like how I felt at the company, how I felt about diversity and whatnot, and like my how I felt emotionally about all of this that was happening, which I did appreciate, and the company yeah. I work at right now is extremely diverse um so like but it's it's very nice to see larger corporate companies. Hundred percent. I agree. Taking action on being more diverse. Yes i
1: I will also say um, I don't know if it would have been as acceptable as it is now. But I even know my company has made the stance, and we have a monthly lecture from this lovely woman that is from Howard University. Mm-hmm. That comes and educates our group. On yeah. Specifically. Um, the, she not only hist- gave us the history of. It's been like a monthly lecture series. She gave us the history of. You know. Where. How we got here. With. You know. Like this is. All of the history. Of why the Black Lives Matter movement. Is where it is today. Here. It, the, the second lecture was like, on here is what is going on today. Mm-hmm. And the third lecture is, what can you do yeah. to help? Which I literally was in like a breakout room on Zoom and we all were like crying because we were yeah. all so emotional about like trying to support one another through all of this. And I was the only white woman in yeah. my group. So that was extremely interesting as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as a minority and as an immigrant, like, the movement towards more, like, to people, like, educating themselves on how people like myself feel, um, has been, like, I don't know, I, I, feel, I, I cry, I feel like, I don't cry, but, like, I feel like the tears welling up, mm-hmm. and like, I feel like an emotional response to people, like, starting to understand that people are, like, educating themselves on it, and I feel, like, very lucky to be working at a company right now, like, a startup, which... Startups that tend to be more diverse. Yes. Um, where, like, a lot of people do look like me. Um, a lot of people are immigrants. And I, I I feel very lucky to no longer feel like I'm different. Yeah. And <clears throat> honestly, like, because of... And I I don't think I've talked about this before, but I think this is partially maybe because of my age, because of what has been happening this year, and because of people, like being more accepting of people that don't look like them. And I think I've talked to you about this is that I've been more accepting of my own culture. Like previously, like growing up in this oh, country yeah. with like a tons of white people, I had, um, like rejected my culture and like tried to be as white as possible and as American as possible. And I feel a lot more, um, comfortable embracing like the fact that I'm, indian the fact that i'm in my like a caribbean indian american um and i am more proud of that and I'm more proud of the fact that i'm an immigrant and have like made myself into this person that i am and and i i don't know that if this had happened i would have felt this way but i i do think that with the cult like with what's going on in the world right now like it's it's been very helpful to me embracing that really. So, I know we had other topics
1: after this, but I honestly feel like this is the positive spot where we can call it an episode. Yeah. We're going to be doing one more episode this month. Our next one is everyone's favorite. We're doing a power hour. Yeah. So, I think we can get into some more of the details of the year and we can talk about the memes and the tiktoks and stuff but honestly
0: i feel like like, an entire segment on it yeah Um, but but... i feel
1: like with what you just said i feel like that's a really positive ending point
0: for our episode for this year this year yeah because that's a really big deal yeah i mean me especially for you for me especially yeah embracing my culture and like i i i don't know i think i've talked to you about this like i've never really felt proud of who I am and like being different. And I, for the first time in my life, I really am.
1: I feel like, and I really hope that these, all of this, you know, civil unrest and whatnot. I don't know a better way to phrase it. And the protests that happened in June and throughout the summer, I think, and I really hope that they've led to some positive change.
0: And I hope they continue the to lead I, to some positive I agree. change. I agree. I, I, I really hope some like, more
1: positive change. Yeah, agreed. And with that, I think that wraps
0: up the most of our year in 2020. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, 2020 has been a year. It's felt like five years in my life. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have more gray hairs. My dog has more gray hairs than ever. and not going to attribute that to age, but I mean, it's been a year. Um... And I hope that we all come out in the better of it, being more compassionate, more understanding of each other, um, and more, like, caring. Yeah. And so with that, if
1: you guys listening enjoyed this week's episode, um, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating, or please write us a review. Again, leave
0: us a review. We'll read it. We'll do whatever. We'll, we'll read do, it. We'll, we'll post it. Whatever you ask us. Whatever to
1: do. you want us to do, we'll do. Please just leave us a review. <laughs>
0: um, and I hope that you like uh, our perspective of things. And if not, just tell us. Yeah. We're here to
1: learn. We're here to listen. We're here to be a community.
0: Yep. Um, Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for the final episode of 2020. The Power Hour version of whatever version of Power Hour we do. We're undecided still. But
1: listen through the music to see our social media handles, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time.
0: Alright, that was the episode. So we love hearing from you, um, and if you want to contact us, You can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is drunkanduncultured. And our Twitter is drunkuncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on untapped,
1: Instagram... Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at ShittyConcertBlog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.